This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. We had a tremendous rainstorm last night. Lightning, thunder, heavy rains. But we're glad to be back. Been on a little bit of a uh, vacation, my 40th anniversary with my wife. Took a little trip down to the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Had a nice couple days together. Lots of news happening over this last week. Glad to be back for the Affirm America podcast. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put in your email address. We'll notify you when a new episode comes out. All right, today's top five headlines for this Wednesday, July the 6th, 2022. Headline number five. Biden administration sues Arizona for requiring proof of citizenship to vote in federal elections. From the Wall Street Journal, the Biden administration on Tuesday sued Arizona, saying the state violates federal law by requiring proof of citizenship to vote for president. In its latest challenge to Republican-backed changes to the state voting procedures, the Justice Department said Arizona's newly enacted requirement that residents provide documentary proof of citizenship would keep eligible voters from participating in certain federal elections. The state law set to take effect in January turns the clock back by imposing unlawful and unnecessary requirements that would block eligible voters from the registration rolls, said Kristen Clark, head of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. She called Arizona Bill 2492, which also requires proof of citizenship, the vote by mail in any federal election, a textbook violation of the 1993 National Voter Registration Act a provision requiring election officials to reject registration forms based on mistakes that aren't relevant to a voter's eligibility also violates the 1964 Civil Rights Act. The Justice Department said Arizona Republicans passed the bill in a party-line vote and Governor Doug Ducey signed it on March 30th, calling it a balanced approach that honors Arizona's history of making voter accessible without sacrificing security in our elections. From the Wall Street Journal, ABC News. Arizona requires voters to prove they are U.S. citizens when they register to vote. The only state to do so by providing a government-issued identification like a driver's license, tribal ID, or passport. 2013 Supreme Court ruling allowed the requirement for state elections, but Arizona cannot require proof of citizenship for federal elections like president. Okay, well, there you go. Um, The Biden administration doesn't want us to prove citizenship or ID. I wonder why an administration would would not want to protect someone's identification or citizenship, proof of citizenship. Now, if the laws are written that way, they should obviously be changed. But the fact that the Biden administration is out front opposing it tells us that maybe they might be trying to hide something or maybe they like the idea that people don't have to prove citizenship or identification because there's uh, 
Well, a couple hundred thousand illegals coming across the border every month. In their minds, these are their voting block. Maybe that's why the borders are open like they are. That could be a possibility. Why would an administration not want to protect people's citizenship, right to vote, or an ID? Well, I think you can answer that question yourself. And again, another good reason why the midterms are very important, that we can take back the House and the Senate so we can right this ship, this American ship, and get it back on track. So there you go. That's the Democrats, what they like to do. It's so obviously transparent. All right, headline number four. Biden ships 5 million barrels of oil from Strategic Petroleum Reserve overseas as gas prices spike. U.S. News. More than 5 million barrels of oil that were part of an historic U.S. emergency oil reserve release aimed at lowering domestic fuel prices were exported to Europe and Asia last month, according to data and sources, even as U.S. gasoline and diesel prices touched record highs. About 1 million barrels per day is being released from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve through October. The flow is draining the SPR, which last month fell to the lowest since 1986. U.S. crude futures are about $105 per barrel, and gasoline and diesel prices above $5 a gallon in one-fifth of the nation. U.S. officials have said oil prices could be higher if the SPR had not been tapped. Katie Pavlich, while Biden has been selling off America's reserve oil, he's been publicly berating oil companies and private gas station owners. The White House has also classified, classified oil producers as unpatriotic. Well, boy, if this guy isn't a completely anti-American kind of guy, I mean, this guy's got everything backwards. I mean, he doesn't got anything correct. Everything he does makes no sense. He's always on the wrong side of history. He's always been this way for his whole career, and now you see it in full bloom. The fact that he's shipping our strategic oil supplies overseas to Europe and Asia while the American people are suffering here in America with high gas prices just tells you what what kind of idiotic uh, uh, type of person this guy is. He's just, he doesn't make any sense. He's not common sense. He does everything that just brings damage to the American people. His idiocy is in full bloom. So at home, when we have so much reserves here in under the ground that we could just tap into and solve this problem very quickly, the Biden administration continues to make the American people suffer because they have no common sense. They're driven by their ideology, by their climate change ideology, by their Marxist socialist idea, their progressive uh, idea that came out with the White House uh, spokesperson the other day saying that we have to feel the pain for the progressive cause or something of that nature. So there you go. That's what you got here. That's why November can't come any quicker. And I hope Many, many people switch their parties and vote these guys out of office because they have absolutely no business running the greatest nation on God's green earth. All right, headline number three. Washington State School Board Director to teach children as young as nine about sex at her wink-wink sex shop. 
Fox News, a Washington state school board director who owns a sex shop, is making headlines after announcing she will teach sex education classes for children as young as nine on topics such as sexual anatomy for pleasure and safer sex practices for all kinds of sexual activities. The class for nine to 12-year-olds is an introduction to topics related to relationships, puberty, bodies, and sexuality. We focus on what makes healthy versus unhealthy friendships and romantic relationships, the science of how puberty works, consent and personal boundaries, defining sex and discussing why people may or may not choose to engage in sexual activities. Jen Mason, owner of sex shop Wink Wink in Bellingham and school board director for the Bellingham School District, told KTTH radio host Jason Rance. Mason announced there will be four three-hour sex education classes held at Wink Wink next month as part of an event billed the Uncringe Academy. From the Western Journal, in March, Mason's shop offered Queer Youth Open Mic Night for children between the ages of 0 and 18, calling it a stage for younger queer voices in our community. Okay, well, if that doesn't uh, make your uh, eyelashes curl or your uh, uh, hair to stand up on the back of your neck, then uh, uh, we've got some problems here. This is why it's very important that parents get involved in the school boards, that they uh, vote these kinds of individuals out of office. They have no business teaching our children anything about sex, especially at such young ages. We, uh, we need to put a stop to this. This has become a big problem all across the nation. I mean, not only critical race theory, but now they're teaching this kind of sexual education which uh, infringes on our religious freedoms and our religious rights. And we uh, really need to be able to stand up against this perversion that is now entering into our very young minds and hearts of our youth. So this is what we get. We have these radical leftist ideas that have no uh, spiritual background, no moral values. They look at things as relative, as secular, and uh, they promote this kind of Uh, perversion to our youth, which creates confusion and creates identity crises and also affects their character development. So let us uh, be aware of these people, whoever uh, is listening to uh, my podcast today that lives in the Washington State area and knows about this uh, school board member. You need to get to work, to vote her out, get rid of her, and put a kibbutz on everything that she's teaching to our young people. All right, headline number two. Globally, 70% of 10-year-olds struggle with literacy from the World Bank. As a result of the worst shock to education and learning in recorded history, learning poverty has increased by a third in low- and middle-income countries with an estimated 70% of 10-year-olds unable to understand a simple written text. This rate was 57% before the pandemic, but now the learning crisis has deepened. This generation of students now risks losing $21 trillion in potential lifetime earnings in present value or the equivalent of 17% of today's global GDP, up from the $17 trillion estimated in 2021. From the Daily Wire, in the United States, research likewise confirms that illiteracy rates are rising due to the COVID lockdowns. Children between kindergarten and second grade scoring Below benchmark for literacy surged from 21% in 2019 to nearly 35% in 2021, according to a University of Virginia study. Meanwhile, American public schools 
most reliant upon virtual instruction and mask wearing experienced the most severe declines in enrollment over the past two years while districts that returned to in-person more quickly are the same districts seen in enrollment recovery. Okay, so the pandemic idea was not a good idea. It's turning out to be a big disaster. And this is what you get when you have governments getting involved, mandating schools, having government control and bureaucracies telling us how we have to act and how we have to control ourselves. So this is a problem. This is why we don't like totalitarian nations. This is why we like to have the states making decisions, not from Big Brother in Washington, D.C. making these decisions for us. And the proof is in. We can see the results. That's why over a million students have uh, left public schools because they don't want to be involved in their educational processes that's failed the uh, American people. They're teaching uh, sex perversions. They're also teaching critical race theory, things that the American people don't want to be a part of, and they're leaving. So we're looking at a renaissance now of charter schools, of homeschooling, of tribal homeschooling clubs and teams. This is where things are headed. We need choice in education. We can't have the public schools to be the dominant force for education. It's not the way things work. We need competition, just like we need the government to stay out of our business. We have to have the public schools staying out of the business of how we educate our children. This is the problem. This is why socialism, Marxism, and totalitarian rule has never worked. And this is exactly what they're pushing on us, giving us, con controlling us in the actions that we take on a daily basis. All right, headline number one. President Biden makes leasing permits more difficult to obtain, yet urges gas companies to cut prices. From Fox Business, the Department of the Interior published a proposed five-year offshore leasing program Friday that opened the door to a complete ban on offshore leasing through 2028. The plan, which would allow a maximum of 11 total offshore lease sales in that time span, also laid waste to a Trump-era version of the same program that proposed 47 lease sales over five years. Since day one, this administration has put climate activism over energy independence and energy security. Bernhardt, who was the DOI's deputy secretary between 2017-2018 and led the agency between 2019-2021 to during the Trump administration. From the Daily Wire, the national average price of gas in the United States is currently $4.80 per gallon, according to the AAA, with the national average temporarily surpassing $5 per gallon last month. Fuel costs have risen since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, yet the Biden administration has pursued policies such as nixing expansions to the Keystone XL pipeline last year and delaying new drilling permits. Meanwhile, Biden has repeatedly extorted oil companies to cut into their own prices and increase production. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Biden repeated via Twitter on Saturday. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product. And do it now. U.S. Oil and Gas Association. Working on it, Mr. President. In the meantime, have a happy fourth and please make sure the White House intern who posted this tweet registers for Econ 101 for the fall semester. Okay, so again, there you go. I mean, uh, I think the Democrats, I think they all missed... Uh, 
their economic classes. I don't think any of them have any common sense on how the economy works, what creates inflation, what creates uh, profits and business, and why things don't work just because you say so. But we have a very clear system of free enterprise that allows for us to uh, profit because profit is not a bad word. And to come back with statements of just or lower your prices just tells us that these uh, people have no idea what they're talking about and they're in charge of our economy, which is very, very scary. And unfortunately, it's up and down the line. Kamala Harris is not any smarter than Joe Biden is. And they're in a box, and we need to uh, fix it in the midterms. There's going to be a lot of committee hearings. There's going to be a lot of reconsideration, possible impeachment hearings, because uh, we can't continue to go for the next two years after the midterms or after January of this coming year uh, with these people in charge of our country. We may not have a country by the next election. All right, thanks very much for joining us. Those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday, July the 6th, 2022. Good to be back home. Hope to uh, bring more episodes to you here as I settle in after taking a little break over the summer holiday. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. We'll see you next time on the Affirm America podcast. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 